Hello, my name is Samuel Odo, and this is Have Dominion Podcast. Let's pray quickly. Heavenly Father, we receive grace to speak your word clearly, with simplicity, and with great effect. In the name of Jesus, I pray for listening ears and obedient heart for all my listeners around the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Hallelujah. You're welcome to today's broadcast. I believe God has a, a message for you. You're going to leave this platform today encouraged, motivated, and fired up to keep trusting the Lord in Jesus' name. I'm going to be preaching a message I've titled Change Gears. Change Gears. Hallelujah. Um, before I start speaking today, the Holy Spirit said I should tell someone listening to me that he called me into the office of a prophet on the 21st of August, 2014. He told me, I've called you as one of the prophetic voices of the last days. As one of the prophetic voices of the end times. Walk before me and be perfect and do the work of prophets. So I don't know, it's important that someone hears that. So I'm teaching to you. Whenever I'm teaching, I'm teaching. Uh, I'm also called into the office of a teacher. So uh, my teachings are largely prophetic in nature. So I like you to be attentive whenever I'm speaking. I try as much as possible to speak only what God asks me to say. Uh, we don't go to YouTube and look at what's trending, what's the latest message to preach. Uh, we don't listen to the news to find out what to preach about. We depend on the Holy Spirit on this platform. So I don't know, that may be for someone. Um, my name is Samuel Odo. I'm, I don't use the title Prophet Samuel Odo. Um, those are just titles of convenience. Uh, what's important is that you do the work. What God has called you to do, fulfill your ministry. And that's what's important. So uh, that's just for someone, like I said. Um, I'll be speaking to you today on what I've captioned, Change Gears. The Holy Spirit spoke to me about this message yesterday. He said I should preach about Change Gears. Now, don't let anyone deceive you. Whenever you pray, God answers. Don't let anybody deceive you. Whenever you pray, God answers. Every prayer you've ever prayed in your life, since you got born again, God answered each one of them. God will never refuse to give you anything good that you ask of him. He will never deny you anything good. We'll be taking a reading from Matthew chapter 7. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, from verse 7 is a popular passage of the scriptures. I'm about to speak to you about it this morning, this afternoon, this night, whenever you're listening. Ask and it will be given to you. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. You did not say ask and I will tell you, wait or no. No, he said ask and it will be given to you. Seek. And he didn't say maybe you will find or maybe you will not find. Or if it's my will then you will find. He said ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Verse 9 says, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. I read verse eleven again. If you then being evil know how to give good gift to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him. Amen. So every good thing you ask from the Lord, he will give to you. Don't let anyone deceive you again. Uh, we grew up hearing something, I don't know where we got it from, that whenever you pray, God tells you, it's either he tells you yes, it's either he tells you wait, or he tells you no. I have not found that in the Bible. I've been saved since 1996. I've been reading my Bible. I've not found that yet from the Bible. So he says, every good thing you ask from the Lord, he will give it unto you. In Psalms chapter 84, verse 11, Psalms chapter 84, verse 11, the Bible says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from his children, from those who walk uprightly. So God does not deny us of anything good. I'm laying a foundation for what God is about to speak to us about today. So if what you are asking from God is a good thing, the Lord will give it to you. If what you are asking for is a good thing, the Bible says, that your heavenly father will give it to you. I will say it three times. Because somebody needs to hear it three times. If what you are asking the Lord is a good thing. The Lord promises that he will give it to you. If what you are asking from the Lord is a good thing. The Lord has promised to give it to you. If what you have been asking from the Lord is a good thing. The Lord has promised to give it to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It may not arrive at the time you want it to arrive, but it will surely arrive. It may not be exactly what you expect, but whichever one God gives you will always be better than what you ask for. Remember what the Bible says in Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. God always does more than you ask. God always does more than you ask. God will always do for you more than you expect. God delights in beating the expectations of his children. He is a God of surprises. Shout hallelujah. So what God gives is always better than what we ask for. So this is just my way of encouraging you. Whatever you've been asking the Lord, as long as it's a good thing, the Lord says, I should tell you that you should not give up because it's on its way. Everything you've prayed about that is a good thing, 
they are all on their way to you. Shout hallelujah. So don't let anyone deceive you again that, you know, God will, God is going to tell you no, that you do not qualify to receive from God. Don't let anyone deceive you. Whenever you pray, God answers. Don't let anyone deceive you. Every prayer you have prayed, God had your prayers. And the answers are on their way. The answer may not come the way you expect it, but the answer surely comes. I want to share this testimony, but I plan to share it later uh, in the teaching. But the Holy Spirit just instructed me to share it now. I came to South Africa in the year 2015. Um, that on the 26th of July 2015, I came from Lagos, Nigeria. I came to study at River Bible Institute. When I was living in Lagos, Nigeria, I had only 200 rand in my wallet. I had only 200 rand. My friend in Abuja, if I gave it to me, he thought I had a lot of money that before I change my Naira to rand, I should at least be able to eat some KFC or whatever I want to buy before I change my Naira into rand. He never knew that... There was no naira to change to dollars. Oh, there was no dollar to change to rand. Amen. Even the guy that took me to the airport there in Murtala Mohammed Airport in Lagos, the guy that took me, drove me to the airport, did not know that I did not have money. I refused to tell them because they're going to seize my passports <laughs> because they love me so much. I kept hearing the voice of God telling me, go forward, go forward. Everyone I thought was going to give me money, uh, all of them for some reason could not make good their promises. So I left trusting the Lord. It was tough. So that day, the flight was an evening flight. Uh, afternoon flight, we arrived Johannesburg around some minutes past eight in the night. So I was so broke that I didn't even have money to buy a jersey, a sweater. And it was winter in South Africa. So I arrived in South Africa with no warm clothes because I didn't have money to buy warm clothes. <laughs> so uh, when we, all through the, way, uh, uh, the flights on our way to Johannesburg, I kept on speaking in tongues. You know, reading there was a book by Bishop David Oedipo, my spiritual father. I was reading a book that he wrote, uh, The Unlimited Power of Faith, because I was embarking on the biggest taking the biggest step of faith I had ever taken in my life as at that time, you know. So I was reading that Bible. There's this particular chapter talking about the foolishness of faith, the intellectual foolishness of faith, because I was a very foolish person to go to study in another country with only 200 rand. So I was remembering all the testimonies of people that God sent to a particular, a particular location. By the time they got there, somebody was waiting for them saying that God spoke to me that you are coming and I'm here to fetch you. So I was suspecting a testimony like that. You know, so the, the flight, I kept looking at the, uh, the map. As the closer we got to Johannesburg, the more my heart kept beating faster. You know, I had this fear in my head, but I had peace in my heart that I was in the will of God. You can have fear in your head, but you can have peace in your heart at the same time. That's why that, that man told Jesus, I believe, help thou my unbelief. So, 
that is teaching for another day. I'm going to explain that statement to you on another platform, on another podcast. So that day, we arrived in Johannesburg. They check. So the devil was telling me, these guys are going to find out that you don't have money and they're going to send you back. He was, you know, he's a liar, man. He was trying to put fear in my heart. People are going to laugh at you when they deport you. They're going to find out you don't have cash and they're going to send you back home. You know, so all kinds of stuff. I will pray in the spirit. I will bind the devil. I will claim the favor of God. So we arrived in Johannesburg. They checked our passport. We got in and it was late in the night, 8 o'clock. And I did not know anyone in South Africa. So I just arrived. So I was moving around, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, looking for those ones uh, that would tell me, are you Samuel Odo? God spoke to me that you are coming, come to my house. I walked around the airport looking for that person that is going to fetch me and take me to their house. And to my utter disappointment, there was no one waiting for me with a card asking if I was Samuel Odo. Now my faith was beginning to turn into fear. The fear in my head was beginning to overtake me. You know, so I sat down and I asked one of the guys, is it possible to sleep in the airport because I have nowhere to sleep? And they say, yes, it's possible. As soon as they said that, I was so hungry. Uh, I laid down, wore multiple clothes just to keep myself warm, you know, and I laid down. The next day, I took a taxi, a cab to the park station where I was going to take a bus to East London, the Eastern Cape. It was another 12 to 13 hours of traveling. So I was there sitting at the, 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 the guy charged me 150 rand and I was left with 50 rand on my second day in South Africa. I was left with 50 rand. So uh, when we arrived at Park Station, somebody helped me with one of my bags. Some of those guys helped me at the Park Station and I gave him 10 rand and I was left with 40 rand on the second day in South Africa with no one to help me out. So I stayed there, I quickly bought the SIM card and airtime with the remaining 40 rand and the money was finished. So on the second day, less than 24 hours, I arrived in South Africa, I was penniless, I had nothing. So I stayed there at the, air, uh, the park station, believing God for money to buy a ticket to go to East London, where I was going to study. You know, So that was how my story began, my journey of faith began in South Africa with no money. I'm going to finish this story on another podcast. But all I can tell you is that nobody, I was going to pay school fees. The school fees was 18,000 rand per year in the Bible school. The rent, I was sharing a room with two other guys. So we were paying 1,100 rand, I think, per month. So I had a bill of 1,100 apart from food, apart from you know, toiletries, phone calls, and everything, and I had nothing. How did I manage to graduate from Bible school? I will tell you on another day. You know, how did I manage to survive in South Africa, and not just survive, but make it and get, today I'm married, I live in my own house, I have a lot of things to call my own, I run a successful ministry, God is blessing me, every month I give people more than I came. Almost every week, I give more than the money I, I came to South Africa to people now. I just, you know, so God has blessed me, bottom line. So 
I faced a lot of disappointments. I prayed, prayed, prayed like I had never prayed before. You know, everything was a struggle. Everything was a struggle. And I didn't tell my parents, I didn't tell my family that I didn't have money. I didn't want them to worry about me. So I had a lot of disappointments. I had a lot of testimonies. You know, so everything I have now in this country came by the use of my faith. Everything about me, my life is the typical, the just shall live by his faith. But the story I want to share with you, I gave you this background for you to understand. It got to a point in 2016, around September, I could not pay my rent anymore, August. I couldn't pay my rent anymore and I was kicked out of the house. It was so humiliating, so embarrassing. I was this guy that believed God, preaching faith. Lots of people were looking up to me. They hear my testimony of how God has sustained me. And uh, now the guy, the man of faith is in trouble. So they threatened to kick me out. I was trusting the Lord for the money, praying, praying. I sowed seed. I gave my iPad. I gave my clothes, gave my shoes, gave money. I planted all kinds of seeds. I, I, in fact, I say humorously, I moved from plant, sowing seed to planting forests. You know, I had a lot of seeds planted. I prayed, I fasted, I bound the devil. I loosed him, I cast him into the pit, I threw him into the water. I, you know, I did everything we were told to do in the school of faith for the finances to come. And the finances did not come. One day, I was, they used a key block to block, block my doors. By the time I went out and came in, they've seized all of my belongings, including my certificates, you know, my documents, traveling documents, and everything was seized. And the worst part of it was that somebody else was occupying my room same day. It was so humiliating. I was so disappointed. I was like asking God, God, why? So what am I going to do? I'm not going to sleep on the street. You sent me here. I'm very, very sure you told me to come to South Africa. What is happening? Now, I'm about to build on this testimony. Humanly speaking, I was disappointed. My prayer was not answered according to other people's expectation and according to my expectation. Now, but the same day, somebody was telling me, I, I was squatting in somebody else's house, another person's room there in the same uh, hostel where I was renting, and they gave the guy a warning that the next, if I sleep in that his room for another night, he's going to get into trouble. And he was telling me in school the next day. And mind you, I was also owing my school fees. I have not paid my school fees then in school too. You know, so I'm sure somebody could relate to this situation. So I was in trouble in school and I was in trouble at home. Talk about unsettlement in a foreign land. Your father and your mother are far away. All of your siblings, you don't know anyone. You only know God in that city. So that day I went, I remember clearly that day I was so disappointed. Uh, I just prayed and for some reason I had some peace. I was thanking the Lord for the thank you because I'm not going to sleep on the streets. Thank you, Lord, because you, I believe you're going to come through for me. I believe God was going to do a miracle. I didn't just know how the miracle was going to come. So I went to the library and I was busy looking at pictures of Kenneth Copeland, 
looking at the pictures of Bishop David Oyedepo. You know, that's what I do when my faith is being challenged. I look at the pictures. Something happens when I see those guys I, because I know their testimonies. I know they also went through the kind of stuff I'm going through now. So I was looking at their pictures on uh, YouTube, uh, uh, on Google, just browsing through their materials, reading something, just while in a way time, wondering where am I going to sleep tonight? How is God going to do this miracle? I know God is going to do a miracle, but I didn't know where the miracle was going to come from. All of a sudden, a friend of mine, a classmate, his name is Brent Kenneth Bies. Brent Kenneth Bies. You can confirm all of my testimonies. Uh, all my stories are true. I, I, I say humorously. All my stories are true. You can confirm. Go to my Facebook. Browse for Brent Kenneth Bies. If you want to confirm, I can browse about Jimmy Mokesi. Just go to my... If I ask anyone, you know, there's a friend of mine in South Africa and they will tell you my story. Everyone knows me. My God likes to do my stuff in public. You know, so Brent called me on the phone and told me, Sam, where are you? I said, I'm in the computer lab. He said, can I come fetch you? I said, yes. Uh, I thought he was fetching me for the weekend because... So uh, uh, I was really looking for... I thought it was a testimony. Wow, I have somewhere to sleep. Maybe for the weekend. And he told me, no, I'm coming to fetch everything that you have. And we're going to move in to another house together. Now, I was like, how come? He said, I overheard Jimmy telling you earlier that uh, they don't want you in that house anymore. And I knew the Holy Spirit spoke to me to speak to someone. And I spoke to them and they said, you can move in with them. So they took my stuff and I moved into that house from that day, that was in September of 2016, till January of 2018, I did not pay rent anymore. I did not buy food anymore. I did not buy toiletries anymore. I did not have to buy clothes anymore, even underwears. <laughs> you know, when God wants to meet your need, he doesn't leave anything uh, behind. He meets every need. He makes people think of stuff that you don't even... Think of asking about. So God made sure I had everything and had more than I needed. So now, the disappointment, I prayed to God for rent. Rent did not come. Rent for one month. I asked God for rent for a month. The rent for a month did not come. But God gave me a rent-free rent house for almost two years. And I left that house because I was living in East London for Port Elizabeth. If I st had stayed in East London, probably I would have stayed in that house for two years or more if I wanted. So this is a test uh, testimony for you. Have you prayed about something and you thought God did not hear you? God had every prayer I said about my accommodation. I was asking him for rent, but he gave me something bigger than the rent. He gave me a place to stay for free. He gave me a place to stay for free. So in this first part of this teaching series it was intended to be one teaching but this testimony uh, now we are looking at we are on 20 we spent 23 minutes now talking about my testimony so obviously we're going to have a part two or and possibly part three of this teaching series so what i want to tell you is that every prayer you've ever said god answered those prayers you may be like Lazarus. My case was like the case of Lazarus. They told Jesus that your friend Lazarus is sick. 
and Jesus Christ delayed until Lazarus died and Lazarus was buried and Jesus came and rose Lazarus from the dead. So which one is a greater testimony? Lazarus being healed or Lazarus being raised from the dead after being buried? So Lazarus became a celebrity. I'm sure people were coming to his house from different parts of the country to come see that man that died, that was buried, and that came back to life. People, if you had a Facebook page, he will have millions of followers. If you had an Instagram page, he would be the hot guy on Instagram. Everybody wanted to have take a selfie with him. He became a celebrity. So that thing you're thinking is a disappointment will turn you to a celebrity. Will turn you to a celebrity. Don't give up. Whenever you pray, God answered. Whenever you prayed, in the name of Jesus, God answered you in the past. Whatever you've prayed for today, God has answered your prayers. It may not arrive when you want it to arrive, but when it arrives, it will blow your mind. When it arrives, it's going to surprise everyone. All your mockers will go into hiding. Everyone that has mocked you before in the name of Jesus Christ, by the testimony that is coming your way in this season, they will all come to rejoice with you for your God has been so good to you in the name of Jesus Christ. So please, if you are going through some stuff like I went through here in South Africa, be encouraged. God has not forgotten you. God has, does not disappoint anyone. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Whenever you pray, Jesus Christ answers. Whenever you pray, Jesus Christ hears your prayers and he answers your prayers. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 16, verse 24. John 16, verse 24. He said, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Ask and you will receive. That is the word of Jesus Christ himself. Ask and you will receive. Whenever you ask, you receive. Whatever you have asked for, you will receive. You will receive and you will have it in the name of Jesus Christ. I rephrase that whatever you ask for, you have received and you will soon have. Shout hallelujah. In the book of John chapter 15, verse 7. John 15 verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Child of God, you are abiding in God. You are already abiding in God. You are not just abiding in God. God is abiding in you. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Christ is in you right now. So you are abiding in God. So it means that whatever you ask for, whatever you desire, and you ask for, it shall be done for you. So whatever you've prayed about, God will soon release the answer in the name of Jesus Christ. So please, I beg you in the name of Jesus Christ, don't give up. Don't give up. Say with me, I will never give up. Say it again, I will never give up. And I will not quit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Turn the Bible to the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. Let me read it again. Let me look for another translation that will put it in a nice way. Um, I read from the Passions translation. Hallelujah. Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we also know that he ha we have obtained the request we ask of him. Hallelujah. In the Good News Translation, the U.S. Version, it says, We have courage in God's presence because we are sure, we are sure that he hears us if we ask him for anything according to his will. He hears us whenever we ask him. And since we know that this is true, we know also that he gives us what we ask of him. This is an assurance. This is not just a, a, a promise. This is a statement of fact. This, whenever we pray, God hears our prayers. And he hears our prayer and he answers. And if he hears and he answers, it means we already have what we prayed for. Let me close today's uh, broadcast with the book of Mark chapter 11. The popular scripture written by Kenneth E. Hagen. I'm joking. <laughs> but that was the, the, the scripture that brought Kenneth E. Hagen, my spiritual grandfather, up from the deathbed. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. Mark 11, 23 and 24. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever, whatever he says. Verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I say to you, whatever thing you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever you ask whenever you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So, child of God, I'm encouraging you today, just like God has been good to me. Whatever, I asked God for a wife for many years. I began to pray for a wife in 2004, 2005. I began to ask God for a wife. And I got married in 2020. I found my wife in 2018. We got married in 2020. And I couldn't have asked God for anyone better. You know, sometimes I look at some people, I proposed to that said no some relationships that didn't work out and finally i say father thank you that those ones did not work out because of what god has given me now i have absolute peace of mind you know so if you trust in the lord for a life partner for marriage and it looks like it's not coming when god gives you your husband or your wife it will be the best he will be the best she will be the best you guys will become the envy of everyone around. You're trusting the Lord for a car. By the time God gives you that car, every other car will be old mother. It will be the latest in town. You're trusting the Lord for a house? Relax. Pray and believe. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. You will see the provision of the Lord. You will see miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. In the next episode, I'm going to tell you one reason why we have delays in receiving what we prayed for. I'm going to tell you 
one of the reasons, one major reason for the delays many of us have been experiencing. Maybe you've been giving, you've been praying, you know, and things are not working. You're going to understand what to do between the time you prayed and the time you take delivery of what you prayed for. Amen. So we're also going to look at uh, a couple of things. Uh, how do we deal with every barrier in the next episode? What do we do? We're going to understand why some things are taking time to come to you. Because quality takes time. So the next episode is going to be very, very powerful. This one, I'm calm and relaxed. The next one, I'll put on my prophetic mantle. And I'll be declaring a lot of things into your life. And every word I speak over your life shall be confirmed in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Let me pray for you quickly. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you open the eyes of the understanding of all of my listeners right now. That they may see that everything they've asked you about in the past that you did for them. Lord God, anyone that has given up on any dream, I pray for a restoration right now. In the name of Jesus, I call you blessed. I call you healed. I call you prosperous in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I love you so much. Keep listening to Have Dominion Podcast. Please share this podcast with someone. If you know someone who is already giving up, please share this message with them and let them be encouraged. Please share this message to your loved ones, somebody that have been trusting the Lord, standing in the line for a particular miracle, and it looks like that miracle is not forthcoming. Please share this podcast with them, and they will owe you a big hug next time they see you. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you so much. Keep listening to Have Dominion Podcast. God bless you.